GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing a fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode, I uh, didn't write it down, doesn't matter. Uh, we're joined by the Trust. How you doing, boys and uh, girls? Yeah, good, yeah. We've got Kat. Uh, nice to be back. We've got Martin. Hello. How's things? 
Yeah, not bad. How challenging has it been, given the fact that we still haven't got a stadium to walk into? I said, I don't know what everyone's moaning about. It's like a perfectly normal season, isn't it? No yeah. home. Yeah. You know, playing out of three home stadiums. It's all fantastic. It's weird, isn't it, how um, we've kind of... It's become normal. Oh, yeah. All of this has become normal now, and it? Working, playing uh, at Wembley... You know, even the MK Don thing, it was almost like... Yeah, no drama. Back in the day, I would have been livid. But now I'm just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, this think, is it yeah, now. There's a bit of fatigue setting in, I think. Yeah. Generally, isn't there, really? So. But don't the club and everybody bank on that kind of stuff, don't they? Because, um, you know, they, 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 they bank on an, an inertia setting in about campaigning. And, and, and that's what you guys need to fight against. Like, no, I don't think so. I mean, I was still livid about MK Dom, so <laughs> I was still right up there. Yeah. Um, no, I think from our point of view, we're as dogged as ever. I think the club are probably driving themselves just as crazy with all the you know mm. uncertainty and especially you know the ticketing staff and the customer service staff they're having a, a bit of a time of it oh yeah I can imagine, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. before we go into the stadium and your meeting with Spurs last oh yeah week, yeah yeah um, we had a question from Sam Cooney because better do it now is if it meant winning the title against Arsenal next season at home would you go to the MK Don's game versus AFC Wimbledon in the MK Don's full kit with a sign saying Wimbledon who? What? Of course not. What is Spurs? No. Absolutely no way. We'd win the league anyway. It's fine. That's, it's all done. That, neither of those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask about the sexy pirate because I was actually wondering whether I was just a spare pirate. Yeah, I, I was, was a bit there. weirded out by that. <laughs> I was in a way looking at me. I, I haven't said I'm a sexy pirate. Someone else said I found him. What is sexy. a sexy pirate? I have no idea what a sexy pirate is. Maybe we can get get your listeners to tweet in and tell you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> these sexy pirates. Yeah, but that, this is he, he's sitting there having these thoughts Weird fantasies. about you. Yeah, and apparently and I should get Barney to teach me Italian. Right, I don't want to tell him that I can actually speak Italian. Can that you? Really, wouldn't be good. Yeah, well, yeah. just send him a DM or something. Slide into his DM. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll, I'll see you when you finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might wait. You've driven the cab, basically. <laughs> uh, so obviously, you had this uh, meeting. I would say big meeting. It's just another one of the trust's role and the club's agreement to meet with the trust. How many times a year? Ah, uh, three, three times, times normally. It's been twice this year. Um, so you can't because the minutes are, out, are not out, and it's not fair to the members of the trust. Is that the right reason you can't go into full details? <laughs> Partly. I mean, uh, we had the meeting on Tuesday evening and we're recording this on Thursday evening. Yeah. So the That's minutes... a lot of time to write minutes, to be honest. You could have done it and got it out for my sake. <laughs> oh, they're written. The, the min- I don't know written. Uh, the minutes are over with the club. So the way that this works, um, they need to be a credible record of the meeting, obviously. Uh, we are... Well, we try to be as transparent as possible and we're obviously accountable to our members. Mm. So it's not good enough for us just to produce like an A4 bullet points of like actions or headlines yeah we like to go into as much detail as possible which means the minutes take hours to type yeah. and obviously there may well be some information in there that when it's written in black and white it's commercially sensitive or there are issues with so our board signs it off first and then it goes to Tottenham and they go through their head of PR and comms uh, and you know the people who are in the meeting from the board and then that gets signed off and then we publish Mm. And we're hoping to publish tomorrow, which might tie in with this pod coming out, or it might be Monday, just depending how quickly the club get it back to us. But we kind of, out of courtesy, like to email them to our members first. Okay, fair enough. Because obviously well, they, they're the people who, who pay for us. Definitely worth saying, because we've had people saying before, well, what's the point? Because then the club just basically takes everything out that they don't want. And it's kind of standard <laughs> practice when you have these kind of meetings.
into, into yeah. any level in other sorts of business or whatever or organisations. Both sides, it's part of the kind of trust and the working relationship that you have to you have to kind of be confident that you know people are saying something that's accurate or whatever. We have had times in the past where we've had battles with the club and we've said, look, you know, you can't really take all this stuff out. Mm. I think they know where we're coming from now. Um, we know what is like really badly commercially sensitive, and I don't think any Spurs fans or members would want us to say anything which would damage the club. Either. So it's just fairly standard practice. But I know we've had this before where people said like, "Why do you get them agreed? It makes a load of old rubbish. It's just a blow." Also and validates it that, isn't. yeah, and it validates what we're saying was said was actually yeah. said. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's important yeah. that it's signed off. So was, uh, that's all. was Daniel Levy at this meeting? Yes, yeah. he was. How was it? Stressed. Uh, yeah, actually, I thought he was on better form than he was in the yeah. meeting in February. Um, obviously, they're all under an awful lot of pressure, yeah. mm. and this is a huge, huge project. Um, but on the whole, I thought he was fairly good humoured. I mean, look, it, it's not going to be a massive shock that Daniel and the trust come from very different places mm. and tend to approach things from different angles, and we <laughs> seldom agree on stuff. But that doesn't stop him being a capable chairman yeah. or as being a capable trust we just obviously have different if problems. I joined the trust and got into one of these meetings could I no, then no chance I'm not taking you in well I, 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 I... <laughs> what do you mean if you join the trust alright <laughs> I will join the trust if you get me into this meetings. there you go and then I can ask him whether or not he'll come on the fighting cock okay marvellous yeah Yeah. and then you... that will be my involvement our entire involvement we do can... in the trust anyway. well, I was going to say we do canvas questions for members and the wider fan base yeah so why, so, like, why we had this why like, do you keep ducking time... me why, ask Daniel Levy why he keeps ducking me okay you, you write into us and we'll put it in there though you wouldn't this, we, I would this time we had one which was what was his favourite favourite flavour of crisps what is it prawn well, cocktails we, stinks we, of we didn't actually cocktails. ask that in the, in the meeting right. but Jeez. we'll follow it up afterwards Jeez. but somebody Jeez. did write in and uh, basically say, how can Daniel justify his salary uh, when he's failed to deliver a stadium, failed to deliver a sleeve sponsorship deal, failed to do X, Y, and Z? So I did read that out in the meeting and then asked Daniel if he'd, if he'd like to comment. What did he say? <laughs> we no, just no, laughed. Yeah. We just <laughs> laughed at me, Don. I was laughing about the sleeve sponsorship. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what, what is the deal? Why haven't we got a sleeve sponsorship? Why don't we have Angry Birds on Earth? Do you want to do it first? Absolutely uh, no It I'm was basically yeah, yeah. to do with what, what, naming yeah. rights. So until the deal for the naming rights on the stadium is secured, they won't enter into an agreement about a sleeve sponsorship because it could potentially devalue that naming rights contract. Yeah, because it's all yeah. a bit shit. The sponsors are the sleeve yeah. sponsors, and they're all a well, bit like the low grade. That will be like, why have we got a sleeve sponsorship deal? It means that we're falling behind. It's rubbish. We're rubbish, and then we'll get a sleeve sponsorship deal, and we'll just get billions of people working and going. Yeah. It's really shit. So sleeve sponsorship. Mm. Your stadium naming rights would come first. Um, and how's that going? How's that going? Have they found uh, them? No, I mean they're still in discussions. Are they in discussions? Yeah, or, or I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I have no idea who they will be talking to or how in depth that is. But mm. the impression that we got from the last meeting and from this one is that they're fairly specific about obviously the value of the deals, fairly key, uh, but that the actual brand needs to kind of marry up with the Tottenham's ethos and Pornhub. Exactly, Pornhub. Yeah, it'll be that. Yeah, Pornhub. Yeah. That fits. I mean, there's there's thinking because you know dull stuff a lot because I used to write hey, about kind of sports yeah. and stuff as well. I still kind of read a lot of this stuff, and there, there is a there's, a there's no point in doing it. There's there's a view that you kind of let the stadium open, please let the stadium open, uh, and let it get going for a while, and then potentially you can kind of get more for it once you see what the product is almost. And you know, but I mean, there's as many there's many theories yeah. as people who know builders who say it's not going to be finished for another ten years. You know, so. I read a good one the other day. Uh, that uh, the, the last contractors uh, who, who are involved in the wiring 
sabotaged every circuit in the stadium. I've read that too. And cut it. Yeah. And there were, there were Arsenal fans, weren't they, yeah. as well? Yeah, every circuit yeah. was sabotaged. Yeah. Do you know, it's, I don't believe that at no. all. Imagine the legal problems that that company would run into. Although I did use to, my first ever job after uni down here was in telesales. Yeah, which you can Im- imagine it. as I've a sexy it. pirate, I was absolutely <laughs> outrageous at telesales. Smash my commission. Yeah. But I worked with a, a girl who loathed the job, absolutely loathed it. And one lunchtime, we all went down the pub and she snuck back and she chopped through all the wires on the phones so nobody could dial out. And it took them like three days to work out that the wires had been chopped through. Jesus Christ. And then she just resigned. So it, it could be possible. Yeah, but that wouldn't... Sabotage. Spurs would go after... You, I mean, you think of how much this has cost the club. Anyone who did that is an absolute imbecile. <laughs> But, 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 again, but I admire it. If they are Arsenal fans, I, I admire happen. it. It clearly is. It, look, always think of co- uh, cock up when it could be conspiracy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Mike. What you no, 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 that's, that's, that's it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, but the stadium is opening soon because Spurs are sending out all the access cards, aren't they? So it's definitely opening soon. Uh, they're, they're, I think their position is that, that they, Soon. they've got they've, they've given an opening date and it hasn't happened so they've yeah. got really burnt and we all got really burnt by that and I think that they just don't want to say anything so you know we, we've, we've got a difference of opinion on this and that, that was part of the discussion which I think that we can say that we we've, do? yeah we've no no that us, us and the club oh yeah right? we've, we've always said to them put as much information out as possible and just let people know and, and we've said to them you know, you know what we happen to think personally what we think is a trust board and what our members have said and I think what fans generally think is that you know what if it's not going to open until next year if it's not going to open until whenever it is then just tell us give us the bad news now and then stick to that but they don't know okay. though do they yeah. well one they don't know and also their argument is that but then if we say that it could be even later because then that means that people take the foot off the gas and we mm. say well they've already taken the foot off the gas and that's why it's late and it goes on and on so I understand their point their, their viewpoint it's just that we've got a disagreement you know if we were running it god forbid if we were running the club everybody says uh, then we would go for the let's give more information out route yeah. they've decided not to do that I can understand why they're doing it and we just disagree but in the end yeah. it's going to be no information because they own the club. It's it's the laying of this pitch that's got everyone excited again, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I seeing how close it is to the stands. Exactly, and, everything, and I think it's, and it right, is close. it's yeah. right to say that you know progress is being made every day, yeah, yeah. and that might sound very obvious, yeah. but it is. But Martin has explained that the club's point of view is that until they have that degree of certainty that they absolutely feel confident in setting a new set of timelines, they will not be pressured or bounced into doing that. Mm. They also feel, I would like them to do a weekly update, yeah. just to say, so far this week, X, Y, and Z has happened, to keep everybody happy. But, do you think that but, they, but they're like, no cat. What, what do you actually want us to say? Of course we're working on this stuff. Yeah. Until we can give physical, hard information, we're not going to say anything. Yeah, so and every time they do say, say something, they get a barrage of abuse. Of course. <laughs> well, that, and, and that is part of their argument. They say, look, if we do say stuff, then we get hammered for misleading people or it's yes. wrong or whatever. And that. Now, that, it's not just over the stadium. Their attitude for years, and again, we've disagreed with them for years on this as well, and I've had frequent rows with, with, with Donna Cowan about the whole thing and she says well that's all very well Martin but you know I'm, I'm on the board and, and you're not but you know my view is that they should be more communicative that they should, there should be more in-depth communication yeah. their view has always been we'll say as little as possible we won't put really very much out there until we absolutely have to and until we're absolutely certain about what it is some some clubs some organisations have a different approach I wish yeah. ours was different I think that is isn't. definitely their we default we keep pushing them for it it is their default position so it's not just yeah. a stadium I do point. understand it I do understand it because we put out a, 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 a tweet with three pictures of the new stadium 
just with the word four after uh, like just because I want I just I'm, I'm excited good, yeah. I'm excited it looks great let's look forward to it but the large large reaction to it was you know good like positive but a couple were like yeah we ain't fucking open this it always might might, yeah. might look great but it's not fucking open is it when's it fucking opening and I'm like just for a minute just for a fucking yeah. second yeah. let's be excited but that's, that's the conversation we always end up having isn't it it's just that it's, what you're talking about is some of the magic that we, that we all kind of miss sometimes and the more you kind of get involved in this stuff and you know, what we really all just want to do is go to the game have, you know in with your mates or whatever and, and, uh, and watch a decent game of football yeah um, yeah. and that's it and so when that magic comes back that's, that's really good but you're right wherever you put out there there's, there's yeah. going to be there's as many different views but, out there I mean I people. wholeheartedly believe that if they could say we will be open for the X game yeah. nothing would give them greater pleasure because people are on their backs man yeah, yeah. it's not just the fans yeah, yeah. Well, you know yeah. the Premier League yeah, but, yeah, yeah. all the other authorities are no, not Abbey Bunnies nobody wants so, to make themselves this unpopular no but, but it's, it's causing lots of problems for lots of other people and also it's, you know, it's costing them money and yeah. so what, one of the great ironies is that loads yes. of the people who go like oh they're always trying to make loads of money out of this and whatever they're just going they're only doing this as a money making scheme and it's like well if it is a money making scheme it's the worst money making scheme <laughs> in history because you know it's they're, they're having to hire Wembley they're having to hire you know Stadium MK and everything yeah you know there was all yeah. the you know the stuff when they thought they were opening against Liverpool you know that must have taken a bit of money to do the marketing for that as well yeah so, so do, do you know home. what I would love to be able to sit here and say the minutes are out tomorrow and we have a massive exclusive yeah. mm. which is the opening date for the stadium but that was never going to come out in the trust minutes it just wasn't that, why, that's why be the headline in the Daily Mail when they listen to the podcast I'll go, exclusive we've got an opening date yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly so but everybody knows that the opening is up when that'll be it everybody knows deep down that the opening date is Burnley 15th of December. I, I don't actually. Just, I think it could be later. I, I, I don't. I have it on good authority that that is the date. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, you uh, guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. You're saying that. Right? No, so of course not. Thought. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, no, no one. No, no one knows. Daniel Levy doesn't know, and that's the point, I guess. Um, yeah. But I've got this just, mate who's a builder, right? And he reckons that because like, yeah. mate who's I love the update. The builder right? updates are incredible, aren't they? And he says. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've had so many builder updates. Yeah. Although I tell you what, there was one guy. I've never mentioned this on the pub before. There's one guy in a pub, local pub, and he said the electrics are fucked in January. Okay. And I'm like, he said we will never get in there at the start of the season. I'm like, Fucking hell, right? that's a bit bleak. He's a Spurs fan as well, and he was laughing when he said it. So I don't really understand what his motive was. But um, and that's the only true thing that's come out really. Oh, so could just be a coincidence. Though. I, I, he could just have got lucky. Absolutely, he, he yeah. could definitely got lucky. Definitely. Um, yeah, but the access cards have been sent out, so that's because uh, Yeah, but, they have. So, um, a bit of an explanation on this. I mean, it's probably the most popularly asked question on, a, on the Trust Twitter feed, which is, what's happening with the season packs? Now, I'm of the opinion that the only thing of any value in there really is my access card. Yeah. And it will let me into a stadium that isn't open, yeah. so I don't really need it but right may, now. But maybe it will let you in. Even loads of people just buzzing in and having a look around. But it obviously is incredibly important to some people. In fairness, they've paid a lot of money for something, mm. and it's like a physical manifestation of what you paid for your season ticket. Yeah. There may well be—I don't know what's in it this year. There's a, a key, isn't there? There's a blank key that you can have cut. Uh, key to your new home. Yeah, members basically. get that. Uh, did they get that too? Did you yeah. get that too? Yeah. Uh, there'll be a pin badge, bad. obviously. We'll, we'll see. Um, if so what you're saying is it doesn't mean anything. So um, membership cards could go out to the One Hotspur Plus and One Hotspur members earlier because it's not tied to a specific seat. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But a season ticket, you have bought a seat, so it has to marry up. 
and they basically sold well fifty thousand season tickets off plan, like against an inventory. Yeah. Didn't, it, it didn't. They didn't physically exist when they sold them. Huh? So Ian, he's the head of ticketing and membership. Yeah. Did not feel confident sending out access cards to seats that he'd sold off a bit of paper. Mm. He wanted to actually make sure mm. that the seats were in the place they were meant to be in. So him and his team have personally checked sixty-two thousand seats. Jesus, he's done twenty thousand seats himself, and obviously that's taken time. So they had to. Is he well paid? <laughs> no idea. We're trying to get hold of the, uh, the CCTV what? footage that must exist and see if we can do a speeded up version of the because that would get loads <laughs> of viewers. It would be amazing. I, um... so, so hang on, so they've done that now. Sorry. They've done that. So now they felt confident enough to start printing them off. But there was an issue with printing them off because they could only print them off at the time they weren't printing off any Wembley tickets because it's using all the same machinery. Mm. And then they had a panic that people would try and get into Wembley with them because members have tried to get into Wembley with their cards for the new stadium, which obviously won't bloody work. Of course not. So they had to print stickers and put stickers on all the access cards that are basically like, this will not work at Wembley. So the whole thing has been... You know, just to stop people from turning up, yeah. Yeah. and that's another classic thing. Because I saw one of the, the exchanges. I think it might have been on, on your people's. So like, you know, like, don't they think we're really stupid? You know, like, yeah, they put these, these no, stickers on, are. and it's like, but yeah. people are. genuinely, yeah. people have turned up with the wrong card to get yeah, in. As well. So it's like you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Really. So, so the yeah. club just wanted to get those out of the way as soon as possible to stop the volume of people going. Where are my packs? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, based on the seats, we've got a question from that boy Yido. Uh, are, are, are you go, uh, are, are the trust going mm. to push for Crest THFC and Coyers to be on the seats in the new stadium? I'm not going to push for it. I mean, <laughs> why not? We're volunteers, and we've got a lot of push for you it. Know, aims and you know strategic could... objectives. <laughs> yeah. What we will do is mention it, and but, what but, we have yeah, but, done... me, but me, this is one one and, and it's a flagship one... campaign. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying it's one person's tweet. I um I quite like. Yeah, I think it's quite quite classy. We'll just navy, and I love how dark the blue the blue is of the seat. Yeah, I do too. But I do know what what this person means. It does kind of look multi-purpose, but hey, it's multi-purpose. It is multi-purpose. Yeah, but I, and and that's the problem for me if I don't think it looks great. I, I, and you see I, what it looks I, like with the actual cockerel on the top I, of the I, I think stand. One of the things that everybody's worried about oh, is, is that how much is this going to look like our home, or is it going to look like we're watching a team in somebody else's home? I can't. And I think that's a worry. Well, what, what do you got, think? What do you think, Mike? I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the, I, I've got the worry, and I, I kind of had the worry even from the start about this whole kind of you know we're removing from you know our famous iconic old ground, and like, you know that that's gone now, and the arguments about whether we should have gone or not uh, are, are over. We're, we're moving into this stadium eventually, but. You know, multi-purpose stadium. Is it going to be the same? And maybe it's just you know, some people but, go, that's just old-fashioned traditionalism. But or I'm an old-fashioned traditionalist. I, I like my team to play in my team stadium. I, I share that. Not not a kind of stadium that's also used for other stuff. But you know what? It, it, it is they're marking it as North London's premier entertainment venue, or is it London's premier entertainment venue? There's going to be well, the only place you're going to see NFL, Champions League football this season. Stuff. Let's not even get into that. <laughs> Let's not even exactly. get into that. But you know that, that's how they're pushing it. So I think that's a worry. People are looking at, you know, how's it going to be branded? What what what's going to make it look like Tottenham inside? But then again, you know, we've had all these discussions before. We have people going in. Uh, okay, you know, you've got to name one stand after Bill Nick, right? and then and then you've got to name another stand after Danny Blanchflower, and then Glenn Hoddle, uh, and then Ozzy Adiles, and uh, and and oh, well, there's only four stands for a start. Okay, uh, so you know, where do we stop? And everyone's mm. got a different opinion about what what it is that should be there to say. This is Tottenham Stadium. Have you noticed that so they've looked at that and they've said to us that they are going to kind of. Well, I think get the, the, the museum there, and, and all the yeah. rest I, of it is, is meant that to help be, with yeah, that. It's going to help that sort of yeah. site, but what's the stadium going to be like? And I think everyone is 
nervous, a bit excited, a bit expectant. But we don't know what the final thing's going to look I, like. I, based on what they've done with the stadium, and I know it's taken a long time to get there, but there, there are sort of nuances to the plans that feel like they have got the right idea about going into that stadium. So, obviously, the proximity to the pitch, um, the single-tier stand, I, I know the cynic in me tells me that the only reason we have that single-tier stand is because we can roll the NFL pitch underneath it. But the fact is it's there and it's great. Um, I love the, the dark navy blue seats, yes. and that's 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 our colour. The ones in the old stand, in the, in, in but the navy didn't exist when those seats were fitted in the old stadium. That's why well, that it was, was literally the only blue that you could get of the seats. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Seat, seat blue, yeah. It yeah. was that blue. This yeah. is it. You're, yeah, having, you're not having yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. We can't produce practice in another colour. Like, yeah, it's like a council front door. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. It was pretty grim. The colour actually. Well, it was yeah. Chelsea blue, wasn't it? It was yeah. pretty offensive, really. Yeah. <laughs> I never, you know what? I've never thought of it like that. But yeah, you're right. Um, but but I, I feel like they will get that right. I feel like that we won't. Do you remember Arsenal went for a really embarrassing phase of? I think it was called the Arsenal Arsenalification. Arsenal Arsenalification. Help me out. Arsenalification of their stadium. Like yeah. if you really have to do that a year after opening, then it's a fucking embarrassment. Yeah, but I don't feel like that well, that that will happen. And, it, and it's the fans that make it. You know, that's a bit of a cliche, but we don't know what it's going to be like yeah. when people are in there. But I, I, I think that they were genuine about things like uh, about the atmosphere. I, I understood it from a commercial yeah, point of view as well. That it's a great selling point. It's a spectacle as well. This whole thing about the stands being close to the pitch and everything. All that that's good. It, you know, the big bugbear for us, and I, I still don't understand why they've done it even from a commercial point of view because I think that's so well is that this whole 1882 premium light offering right across the middle of the home end they made such a massive noise about the single tier stand about what it was going to be look at what the yeah, yellow yeah, walls sure. like why, why put that you know sell if you want that, that offer sell it elsewhere in the stadium what, um, but, but also why not talk to us about it in advance so that seems to kind of go against you know everything that they were talking about. I think about that was a last-minute money-grabbing yeah. exercise. Have, have, they, have they have they sold them all? So uh, I will. Can, can I say what was said on Tuesday night about this? Or can I not? Uh, well, we cut it out later, can't we? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not editing it. So just don't say it. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Um, so obviously, the trust's position on the 1882 offering is fairly well known amongst the Tottenham board. Uh, don't, we don't have an issue with the offering in any other stand apart from the South stand yeah. for all the reasons that Martin has just outlined yeah. so I did obviously raise this in the meeting on Tuesday and Daniel's response was that our, our new stadium will be catering for everyone it'll be catering for every sort of fan and the 1882 offering has sold out at wow. which point I countered oh. by saying by your sales team ringing everybody who'd ever expressed an interest in a premium ticket they weren't on your waiting list they hadn't even necessarily ever been to a Spurs game before that's how you sold them deep into the summer which he massively denied but I have so much evidence on that so that happened fact really yes I don't have to edit this out no those ones were the last to sell they were the last to sell deep into the summer what's going to be the reaction to me if I go in there and I'm supposed to be in the home end and everyone's going to go like who who the hell are you lot and why have you only come back from your bar 15 minutes into the second half what um, I mean yeah that is and and they should be suitably chastised I think but um, whatever Um, well again they're saying let's wait and see what difference it makes to the atmosphere and that's the only thing we can do but it just seems like a really really in fairness, there are some, you know, some, what, some, some fans who who really wanted to sit in the South Stand, mm. who'd been season ticket holders in White Hart Lane, 
uh, couldn't get into the south stand because there was nothing left by the time it got to their phasing apart from the 1882 offering so they have overstretched themselves mm. and they have paid £2,200 to sit there and their contribution to the atmosphere I don't think we've got anything to worry about mm. because they're, they were sat with me in the east or they were sat with you in Park Lane or wherever else it, it's the fans that have bought off the back of the premium sales calls that I'm, I'm more concerned about yeah absolutely well, um, that sense? What, so it's uh, not all of the 1882 yeah, yeah. people no, 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 no. but uh, I would argue by buying those tickets, you're part of the problem, even if you are a fan. What choice have people got? I mean, yeah, this is the problem in the end well, you is don't, that we, we, don't. we can and have said, and this, this will come out, you know, we've, we've made our views about the pricing clear that we think that it's yeah. too high, that they've got it wrong or whatever, and their answer is the tickets have sold. Right? So if it's been bought. And that the most expensive ones sold first. Yeah. But that isn't any great shock. No, what, not at all. No. What, so that, the purchase of these 1882 tickets in yes. the South Stand are, what was, was that a part of the phased offering? Or are people buying tickets? No, it was a, it was a, a, those seats were available throughout all the phases. So if you were in phase one, you could have elected to buy one. And right. if you were in phase eight, you could have elected to buy one if they were still available. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're a part of the problem if you bought it. Maybe you just want to go and watch your team play and you've got the money well, in and you go. Maybe you get back to this uh, argument that people have had for years with different things in football about, you know, so you're going to boycott the game. The only way it's going to change is if the fans stop turning up. And, and that's, it's almost like a truism, isn't it? Okay, yeah, that is the only way things will change. But then, by definition, fans are people who go to the game, aren't they? So, yeah, know. yeah. For sure. Um, what's the most common question that's asked of you? on Twitter or, or by your members is it about out? membership when the stadium's out, yeah. where are my attendance points mm. yeah. for all you know that yeah. kind of thing and those questions can they be directed at the club rather than you guys yes. so we had another conversation about <laughs> this no one's going to ever need to read these minutes now on Tuesday um, because I think the volume of traffic on trust social media has gone mental over this summer and mm. the start of this season which is understandable because there's so much going on and it's all unique sets of circumstances and people genuinely are confused or don't know what's going on especially with that with all the refunds on the you know the tickets and rebuying at Wembley and just all the delays and everything so understandably there's been an awful lot of traffic coming into our account there's a huge but amount of stuff on ticketing to be fair a huge amount of ticketing but, but you know I do most of that and I have a full time demanding job why don't so, you hire some, can you get like raise any money and hire someone hire we no, don't, the point we is, don't. it shouldn't be us doing but that. Exactly the point right. that we've been making to the club. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've they should, been, some, they should be we've servicing been pushing for them mm. to run, um, you know, social media accounts on ticketing and customer service themselves because they can answer. They can employ people. Mm. They can answer at any time, day or night. They can give a fuller answer than we can. And blah blah blah. And we're in a bit of a catch twenty two, aren't we? Because people say, well, you should stop doing it then, because the more you do it, the more you generate work for yourselves, and that's absolutely true. But then, so okay, so we fans want some help. They want some answers and we, we go we're not really going to be bothered I think your, your account's great I, I always look to see how, how responsive you guys are especially to kind of honest questions and but it's not much to ask if you're a fan is it just get an answer to your question yeah you know, so it. the club have decided that traditional social media platforms probably isn't the best way forward for them which I do understand because you see it's the reaction yeah. well you see the reaction to one tweet that the club puts out and it's just dogs abuse but they don't have like, to read that bullshit <sighs> Well, they would have to read the bullshit and interact. Yeah, yeah, so have to interact. The, what they have is a platform called, it was originally iSpurs, and now it's called Ask Spurs, or Ask Spurs, Ask Spurs for you yeah. southerners. Yeah. And ask, ask, ask Spurs. Isn't, isn't, ask isn't a word. Ask. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Okay. Ask Spurs. You're from Barnsley, aren't you? Well, I'm from you between, don't, You sound like you're from London. Between Wakefield and Leeds. I've lived down here like a shitload longer than I ever lived in yeah. 
And who wants a northern accent? Really? Exactly, it's not very attractive. <laughs> Couldn't be a sexy pirate with an no, accent. No. But anyway, um, so the Ask Spurs platform, uh, they're trialling some chat functionality on it at the moment. So it's like a it's like a Q and A platform, isn't it, at the moment? But it's one of those uh, intelligent ones where the more questions you put in, it remembers them and then sources the answers and all the rest of it. So the more people that go on there and ask, the more information there'll be on there. Does that make sense? What, you know so, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So what is, is there some sort of algorithm that yeah, correct. That, the important uh, uh, yeah, and so all your ticketing questions can be answered on the Ask Spurs platform mm. uh, and uh, if the chat functionality works out then that will basically be an instant way for you to go on there ask a question so, and that, that gets answered for you so they're looking to push it more down that way which would be their own tailored platform mm. than using Twitter or Facebook or whatever in a way that they don't I'm fine with that it just needs to be something that fans are aware of and can go and use well, it works and feels like you're not just talking to the abyss yes. Exactly. Essentially, um, you asked the club to respond in some way about the lack of transfer activity in the summer. Um, apparently, I read from one of the questions. This is someone's question, but I can't remember who you sent it. But the the, the question was: um, you, Oh, is it? Is it gone? Oh, well, there's one word. I said Paul. Yes, I said Paul King. No. Paul King. Gone. Uh, yeah. So, what, uh, one word. Answer yes or no. If I recall, the THS. ST statement shortly after the transfer window expressed all round disappointment of zero signings essentially seeing the comment from uh, THC THFC um, then came news of the stadium delay so seemingly brushed under the carpet was there ever a response? Yes there, wasn't, there, wasn't there was a yes and no <laughs> there wasn't an official response um, but oh, there was a response yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, the, the response was that uh, Maurizio uh, makes the decisions the manager and he feels that he's given the explanation of what we did or didn't do in the transfer market uh, in his press conferences if he had pr- properly and clearly um, if that was true and I'm not second guessing the manager or the club here but that question would have been asked because I have no idea why we didn't well, sign the, anyone this, this, but this is the argument that we've got because I, I think that, that there are several problems with this summer it's just that to, to, what well, it's, has it's happened Pochettino the spokesman of the club well that, that, that seems to be yes. a change because it has been the board although, and they're saying you know uh, it, it's the manager's right to be in charge of that now actually I happen to believe that the manager should be in charge of that side of it as well but this was another classic one is just that in the run up to that and it was partly because Maurizio said we need to get our business done early so people thought that was an indication that you know we need to get some business done and that business needs to be done early we didn't do any business you know we were the only club in the top five divisions in Europe not to sign a player and the first club in the, in the history of the Premier League not to sign a player in the summer so it's obviously going to draw some attention as well so we loads of people and the trust feed was full of it why haven't we signed anyone we need an explanation we need an explanation we think very carefully about before we get involved in the transfer side and the on-field side of things, but it's a legitimate question for fans to ask. So we wrote a letter to the club and said, fans just want an explanation of what happened, not why didn't we buy Jack Grealish or why didn't we bid for this person or why haven't we sold this person. Just can you tell us what happened, please? Mm. And we all know that they can't give you all the details as well. Immediately we sent that letter in, we're going, yes, completely outrageous. You're basically saying the squad's shit. You're saying that they should have signed more players. You're having to go at the club. So it's one of these kind of can't win things. We thought it was the right thing to do, and we said this to him again the other night. Yeah, and we, we weren't criticising the them. Well, no, yeah. it's not a criticism. I personally would, would much rather see a team that's coached, you know, and I think that's why we all like Pochettino. So, We've uh, made this point to them as well. As you understand it, in your opinion, we didn't not sign anyone because there was not enough money there. It wasn't because of the stadium delay. As, uh, what's well, your that, opinion? That hadn't kicked in at that stage, had it? So no. it could have been as well. So what, what they always, might have known is what, what I'm saying. What they they've always have... said is that there is a ring fence transfer fund. Now, personally, I've always thought, well, that doesn't really mean anything because how big the, the ring fence is round, you know, it's going to mm. change, isn't it? Because a picket fence is well. no good, is it? Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
So, so that's it. But the, uh, the reason I'm being slightly cautious here is because obviously we've asked questions on this mm. in the meeting on Tuesday night, and we had a, a fairly full discussion. Yeah. And I've minuted it, and I don't know what they're going to take out, so I, I don't want to say anything. Fair right enough. Now. I don't. I don't but need... but we, we obviously did perceive that really? because obviously it's something that fans. Yeah. It's important to us. Yeah, the yeah. ambition yeah. on pitch is massively important. But, 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 but the, 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 the personal open. view on it is, is that you know that it, it couldn't have been that the money was affecting it at that stage, and I don't think that anybody at any stage, even with sort of a lot of the conversation going on, was saying we necessarily need to go out and splurge loads of money because we all remember what happened the last time we splurged a load of money. It didn't really work out. We didn't splurge loads of money. Well, we sold Gareth Bale for a lot of money. Yeah. Bought, you know, what we did was replace one amazing player with seven, at the time, moderately yeah, average yeah, players. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an argument. We've never splurged any. Like, you know, should the wage bill, should the wage cap be higher? You know, what is the wage cap now? Are we paying the right money for the right players? And that argument's always going to go on. I think when we were talking earlier about the minutes sign-off merry-go-round, mm. that's the one section that they might red pen. So that's I'm the sure. only reason I'm being cautious. No, be cautious. Don't get in trouble. You Sorry. do good work. I don't want you. No, no, no. <laughs> you know this isn't worth it. Honestly, um, it's, also, it's, it's an indication of why getting involved in anything like that is always really difficult. Because it, what information are you really going to get out? You know, I wouldn't want the club to be saying, "Well, let's see, we made a bid for this bloke, and actually he said, you know, bugger off." No, but we thought we, were, we thought, done this. We thought we've we were going to sell Toby yeah, yeah. and me. So if we got yeah. that money, we could have sold. But they're still here. Yeah. Well, no, that's an insult to your own staff. Of course, exactly. We we haven't talked about this on the pod before, but what what is like. It's great having Toby back in the team every week, isn't it? Bloody amazing. Like, and he's Especially at Brighton away when I was third row when he was pissing it down and all the kits were wet. <laughs> Brilliant. So the objectification of human beings yeah. is live and well. I can see it, though. Yeah, did you see that, that game was terrible? What was we had Gazaniga. Oh, oh, awful. Was, you know, there was like Musa was on there. So you <laughs> like, do you know Toby? Gazaniga and Eric Dyer actually this week he was rain soaked. I'm like, this is doing nothing with my self esteem. <laughs> like what? Like Eric Dyer is a good looking bloke. He looks like he could have you. And yeah. he's good looking. It's yeah, like it was a dream. Yeah. Like if I was More walking down the road, if I was walking, if I was walking down the road and he's he smacked my missus's ass. There's not much I could do about it. Fabregas is terrified, Stim. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's a shame that Eric Dyer is going through this period of, of poor form, and I'm sure that he's completely oblivious to it because they all, all, all players seem to be when they're playing badly, they kind of talk as if they're not, and maybe that's a good thing. But Dyer is struggling at the moment, yeah, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame because I think we're. He's making like very yeah. fundamental errors. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? Where are you? Like well, every time you come on here, I talk to you about everything about the trust and dealing with the club and all this. Stuff you have to deal with day to day. What, how do you feel about Spurs at this moment? All right, brilliant. <laughs> say something nice. I don't know. It's, I don't, well, we, I we, it's this is the best ever Premier League start. Yeah, but, we, but it doesn't feel that. No, way. it doesn't, Al. Because I, I, I like to be entertained. That's what I pay my money for. Mm. That's why I support Tottenham. Well, you it, saw out of arrows, didn't you? I did. I saw, yeah, and I saw Gazaniga as well for 45 minutes. But anyway, moving brilliant. on. Um, believe it or not I do actually like to watch some of the football Good. as well as just the footballers yeah. um, we just haven't hit the heights yet this season have we I think there's been, there feels to be more pedestrian play more mediocre play, if, more we do, well, if we do hit the heights oh it'll be amazing we're going to win the league of course we, we've got some, this, this has been one of the best teams to watch for, for years and, you know, we've been spoiled yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll put my hands up we've been spoiled but it's like we're, it's like we're waiting 
it's, it's all these false starts, isn't it? Is that, you mm. know, there's a the whole thing with you know not moving to the stadium, but it's like the team's not really quite got into gear yet. No. You know, it's been efficient it's at clicking. some stages as yeah. well, and it's made some mistakes in some games as well. So uh, we have been used to it being very good. Obviously, the news of Jan Vertonghen injury probably yeah, out. Good, is it? That's no, awful. Terrible. Eight weeks at least. Probably going to be January. Jan for Jan. But uh, I think um, it's he's been our best defender for the last eighteen months, maybe very, two years. Very intelligent player as well, and he's taken a lot of that leadership because I think we lacked that at one stage, and we lacked leadership on the pitch. And yeah. I think Kane does a great job of being like a kind of inspirational leader as well. But mm. again, maybe a bit traditionally, so I think it's difficult to captain from the front like that. If you like, yeah. I think that's you know the, that central defender position is a fantastic one. Yeah, um, we'll miss him. We have uh, ben, we got Ben Salvi. He, he tweeted in he said from your dealings with the club over the last 12 months uh, uh, does, does anyone there have a fucking clue what they're doing uh, and I know that you're listening Donna and of course we think you will do yes but they've made some mistakes they're in a really really tricky situation they don't want to be there um, and you know some of the stuff you just look at it and you just think oh you couldn't make this up but, but just, it just does feel like 2012 yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah. A, a comedy sketch mm. like literally it really does but the, the fact is, is in the same way that in the same way that the fans that are watching footballers and criticising them couldn't even lace their boots, the same fans couldn't even. I mean, they'd have less chance of doing Daniel Levy's job than they would of course, Toby Adebayo. How many millions? Here? <laughs> no, I know, no, because it's a very difficult thing yeah, he's doing, yeah, and I'm not. I, look, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying this is the fact. Running a football club with uh, as ambitious. In a business sense, as, as Daniel Levy is, has been, it's really hard. And I do think we need to. We're all looking at this stadium of course as a failure, mm. but if you actually look at what they've done in a, such a short amount mm. of time, yeah. look, was the plan too ambitious in the first place? Yes, personally, I think so. Yeah, but right, there is yeah. a board view that if they'd have said we'll be at Wembley for two years, something would have gone wrong and we wouldn't have been in. All the contractors would have dragged have their it, feet or something pressure. else. Yeah. So you need that pressure. Do you reckon that's why they were all doing gear in the toilets? Is they, 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 needed to, they needed to walk far, work faster. It's like the army being handed out. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Do some more gear. Amazing. You can't so comment I, on that. You know, really. I genuinely think that if we can get in there this side of Christmas that'll be a massive feat yeah. oh absolutely uh, but the fact is is that they they all know, know what they're doing and it's a very difficult thing um, oh don't get me wrong some of them do fuck up but we all do we all do but it's, um, it's breaking down they, they've been unfortunate with some things they said that you know, hindsight's a great thing was it too ambitious you know, on a number of levels yes it probably was but then they'd say well it's their job to be ambitious Um some of the decisions they've made, particularly around communication, I think, and that's again, that's a lot of feedback we've had. So it's not just my hobby horse, because no. you know that's part, part of what I do. But people just want to be a little bit better informed, and I think sometimes they could have made some better decisions and some sharper decisions, and that's all. But all these things go together to kind of build up, don't they? And, and piss people off. We've got a question from Nick Bubbs, the Greek says, "If uh, Mr. Levy let you do one thing reg- regarding the club that helped out fans, what would you choose?" Put the prices down. Yeah, put the prices down. That's what everybody wants. Of course, or let everyone in for free, which they can do, and still have more money than they had from the last broadcast deal. Yeah, so, mad. Yeah, mad. but then, but then you would say that every club aren't, isn't doing that. No. Mean, is it true that Spurs charge for mascots? Yeah. What the fuck? That You're was talking- funnily enough. That Quite was actually on AAB on Tuesday yeah. night. So What's we've had a discussion oh, about this. Yeah. Just the, what? Just make a kid's yeah. dream come true. 
You don't have to make money. Just make a kid's dream come true. I know. Make it the best day of their life. Make it so that they will never forget it. Well, I was kind of... Don't charge the dad 400 quid. The highest charge was was, uh, was Everton. They were the People's Club, apparently. That's true. Interesting. But I was like, where does the money go? Because if they'd said, like, Noah's Ark or something, then I'd have been quite hard pushed to have an issue with it. What's Noah's Ark? It's like a children's charity. All right, okay. Um, but it's just commercial revenue, so then I didn't have any hesitation whatsoever. Yeah. But I think so they're, they're <laughs> the reason that they charge for it is because people are prepared to pay for it. No, absolutely, and so I understand that. mascots it. are really causing a problem, I think actually we should get those mascots to boycott. They're supplying the- <laughs> well, can, can we slag City off at this point? Go on, yeah. <laughs> because apparently Manchester City, obviously they have they make a big thing about mascots and free mascots. <laughs> they have 11 mascots, funnily enough, for every game. Um, eight of those... Uh, they loan them a kit three of them they give a kit to so the other eight kids have to take off all the kit and give it back at the end how awful is that terrible I know thanks City listen uh, <laughs> but, but, but just on Spurs for a second like you're, you're making £400 a game I think that's alright isn't it 400 yes there's one free place per game that's what we've managed to ascertain right whatever so you mean you mean each child charges it is charged it's 400 pounds for each child I think two match tickets have been that and there's yeah, something else yeah. but they, look, they, hey they, I'm not they, making yeah, excuses I'm just a, a safeguard I would have yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. two tickets rather than one and all the rest so basically right. we've asked if they'll go away and look at upping the number of free places yeah. at just stop stop making money at every fucking angle unrealistic that they won't charge for that so the best how much are they making that we can do is try and up the number of free places. I'd agree, but also say, that there are people out there in our membership as well who say that absolutely the club's job is to maximise its income from every possible angle because that's the only way we're going to compete. And we've got to think about that. It's not a well, model that anyone's and that's, sitting around that's all well and good with. when when you've got it's a balance when you're it? spending hundred million pound in the transfer window. That's yeah. all well and good. Yeah. That, that's fine. Um, but if you spend nothing, even if you are chucking Pochettino under the bus, mm. even if Pochettino <laughs> said we we don't need this money. Um, or the, these players. Although Poch, there was an interesting section of Poch's book, didn't he? And he said, "Look, there's a there's an issue with spending unnecessarily, and if you can't find the players to improve your squad, then you develop what you have, mm. yeah. and that fits in with what's going on." But like I said, there's no real sort of clear demonstration that that is fact. It's just like, oh, well, whatever Poch has said is true. And you expect every fan to know it, like linger on every single mm. word Poch has said. There's no there's no way I know. In 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 its entirety, what, uh, Brindley Clark says, "What's been done on behalf of the club with away tickets and loyalty points? There's an obvious trend of season ticket holders with a lot of points buying and selling tickets to acquire more points, which is preventing people with the less loyalty points getting tickets." Go on then, deal with that one. All right. So um, first of all, as I always say, we need a bit of perspective here. There are like three thousand away tickets on average for each league game, and I am not going to sit here and lie and say that some season ticket holders do not buy them and then suddenly they can't go and suddenly they're all over Twitter when every season ticket holder knows damn well they can return them to the club and then they could go back down the list of people who missed out. Mm. But but it's a bit of a faff. There are, well. That fat, wasn't the it? point I was going to right, make. Right, right. But there but that's are, the are 3,000 tickets. And my estimate on the percentage that are doing this is probably about, I don't know, 5%, if not but, less. But isn't that like you so, talk about. So it's not, an increase, it's not an increasing trend, right? This has always happened, and yeah. this happens at every single club. In fact, but I'm not denying that it does happen. Well, I actually look at it as like a throwback to the traditions of the game. It's not a problem. Everybody exchanged tickets. That's part of it. There, there, was, there, was a, there was an exchange rate, and what we've always said is, is that there's loads of different systems. We actually think that, that they're all flawed, and this is the least worst system. Exactly, they are. It's the fairest system as possible. There was a thread on our, uh, on our uh, Twitter Yesterday. feed. Yesterday. 
get yesterday on the Twitter feed where somebody had written an open letter and they said, here's a proposal, it should be done like this. Uh, and if you watch that thread develop through the day, it basically went through every single argument that you could possibly have and it pretty much ended up with like, well, actually... System we've got at the moment what, is probably you, about the first we've got. You, you came so, full circle on Twitter. There is those arguments like people go that it's totally unfair. Right? If, if you've got a ticket and uh, your mate's got a ticket uh, and uh, they can't go, you should give it back to the club. And then people go, Yeah, but why shouldn't I be able to take my brother who's been to a lot of games or, or a mate yeah, or, or totally or dad or something like that who hasn't been for ages but actually used to go and see Spurs in the 60s mm. and all the rest of it so that, that's really unfair uh, I can understand that argument but it doesn't fit in with the way the ticketing system works at the moment but if you want something strictly enforced uh, then you can do that but well you look at what Matt you got... do see a lot of the same people at away games so people I have go, this t- oh that proves the point well if they're, if they're at the games, they're not selling the tickets, yeah, are they? So no, you can't I, it's my two ways. degrees of separation. Yeah. It's like if I don't know somebody at the game my mate does, it's honestly, the away support at Tottenham is tremendous. Yeah. It is incredible. It is, yeah. Because it is that close knit. And I completely agree with Martin that there is the informality, and that's how you grow your fan base, that you are able to take your son or yeah, your brother or your girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. But I also do see that that is against ticket days and seas. And if I was a season ticket holder trying to get those points, I'd be pissed off about it. But, but, but there is there's no easy solution here no but there's, there's always there's always everybody's got fucking problems of get, course trying to get, get tickets mm. I mean the, the club do say um, that they are constantly reviewing the loyalty point schemes mm. and uh, the process there and that if anybody comes up with one that is fairer across the board that's the key here yeah. not just fairer yeah. for you in your position yeah, yeah, yeah. then they will yeah. obviously look to implement it do so you, it's not a closed do book do you want us to go to uh, you know the system that Man United have where it's it's like so the system Man United have they ballot they no ballot but if you if you give your ticket up or you can't attend a certain oh, amount of, of games then you get thrown under no the ballot. it's horrendous but they ballot and guess who goes to the away games the same bloody of people of course they do they just buy them and yeah, they yeah. buy them for an inflated look if price. you if you really want to go and it, but this isn't a dig out of Brindley Clark obviously he just wants to watch watch his we know Brindley yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Brindley. Brindley. <laughs> oh, uh, he just wants to go to watch his football of course that, he does that, that, and I understand it but um. If you really want to get to any away game, barring Arsenal away, mm. Chelsea away, you can go. There's yeah. ways of getting tickets. And loads of, loads of people like that. So if they, if they want an absolute, let's have a crackdown, and it's absolutely only the people that can go, then okay, I'm sure the club would do that, but I think a lot of people would be pretty pissed off. Absolutely. If you had a ballot, one, one of the first things that would come about a ballot is, well, we can't plan ahead. Uh, that's a nightmare. Because, because we don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be going up to Huddersfield or Manchester or whatever you know, in two weeks' time. So like, my train fares will really expensive. Haven't these people really also expensive. earned the right somewhat? Because they've been travelling yeah. all over yeah. to watch well, Spurs. Yeah, and that's it. The people. It is possible to move up the list um, because I dropped out for a few years when my kids were quite young and then I kind of went back in again and got to the games I could do and you can move up the list. I mean, there's a problem with the fact that you have to be locked in at the moment. And I think that's the issue, isn't it? Is that once you've got there and if you drop out, then... You know, or you, you know, you move abroad for a year or something like that, then you're completely well, out to, of the to, to be honest, I think that the situation has been exacerbated in the last year and a bit because we've gone from 18,500 yeah. season ticket holders to, to 42,000 general admission yeah. season ticket holders. So you've got all those extras who are now second-year season ticket holders who are looking at it and going, hang on, what have I bought? Mm. Because I'm not guaranteed a showpiece mm. final ticket. I can't seem to get to any away games. And I'm a season ticket holder mm. and it shouldn't be like that. So the new... 20 odd thousand season mm. ticket holders are the people who are making the noise about this mm. and I have sympathy with that 
but I'm a season ticket holder of over 20 years standing and I have been to the shit grounds you know where there was no loyalty points being awarded when there was no yeah. four year cycle you know I've, I've lost 800 points in, in all of the rejigging mm. and I'm still in the top 500 yeah. because I still go yeah. consistently to every game yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, have that, sympathy that but I have effect. sympathy with the long term season we can't have sympathy well. for everybody because no. nothing gets fixed no, you can't. Just say, look, there's going to be people unhappy. The most loyal people Always. are getting tickets. Mm. So it's just, it is what it is. But that, that's an indisputable fact, though. The people that go to the most games are the get ones tickets. that can get to go yeah. to the most games. People say, well, that, that's shutting it out. If you want a loyalty system, which I think most people do, they argue that, you know, the loyalty should be rewarded, then that's it. Yeah. That's what we've got. Yeah, because when they uh, reversed it to, or, or sorry, introduced the, the kind of four year yes. cycle, which was a good idea. At the time, I was like, this is bullock. But actually, look at it, that it makes sense because it's like, all right, your loyalty. It makes sense. You, you, I think it was badly implemented. Yeah, but it, it was like a. But if you look at it, for, despite the way it's, it was implemented, there's a monopoly, a huge monopoly. Even people that haven't gone recently can still bank on these massive amounts of loyalty yes. points. And I appreciate that you've lost 800 cap. But, I, but I'm fine with that. You're fine with it because you're still in the top 500. I've got 500 and. <laughs> 60 points or something so yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not fussed Look, there's no easy way to deal with this really no. uh, and, and I appreciate it but there's you know uh, just a final question before frustrations, we... but it's also partly when we, we kick things up the club you need to define what a season ticket is mm. I mean what you mentioned then, you know a season ticket used to be that you guaranteed a ticket to a cup final well you're not anymore you're guaranteed one to a semi-final you're not really anymore but to it me it used to be it was a discount for paying up front but is it that now or is it a premium we don't know what, what does a what season ticket mean but that, that, that coincides with business in football, doesn't it? Yeah. The supply and demand. Yeah, yeah. Do we, have we sold all of our season tickets? Yes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. we're always going for what? For a new stadium? I know, I know. Always but sell all I was always of the opinion yeah. that... What well, happens in five years' time? When, you know, God forbid, maybe there's a bit of a dip in form, you know. I mean, it'll be like Arsenal now. It's half empty every, every yeah. other game. Yeah. Um, but such is life. Um, are you guys all right? Everyone enjoying Spurs and, and, and stuff and enjoying your role as trust members? Uh, trust leaders actually it's tough to be honest um, why don't you give it all up it, it I don't does, know what should we do that it does take the joy out of it sometimes <laughs> I've got to say yeah. sometimes you just want to get back to just but I think a lot of people that work in football think that as well that you get drawn to the game because you love the game and uh, I think that you can see too much of the detail yeah I mean, we've had this conversation know, before haven't we yeah well I've, I've worked at Ball Street for three years and done the podcast now for eight years and there used to be a time when I was genuinely affected by a result in football. Yeah. Spurs yeah. lost. I was done. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't turn on the radio. I yeah. couldn't pick up a newspaper yeah. for three days. There's a level of catharsisism that, that that enables you to get over any bad result. Yeah. But it, it does. It's almost like you. It, it becomes like um It just doesn't mean as much as it used to. I, I tell you what, because it you're, you're in it all you're, the you're time. Right, is that it used to be, and I mean, we've all had those times when it, it means too much, and then you kind of grow up a little bit, and you go yeah. out the game, you, you, you lose, and you're pissed off, and then you maybe have an extra pint, and you go, and you forget about it, and you get on with the rest of your life. And we just think we've lost, so that means it's going to be more complaints about stewarding, more complaints about away fans in the home section, more complaints about the fact that we're on. shit and we're up the club's ass, yeah. more complaints about the pricing or whatever. Which is not to say that any of those yeah. things, obviously, apart from us being shit and up the club's ass, you know, which isn't true, but you know that they're all legitimate concerns but it's just thinking like great you know in this this volunteer part-time job which we 
elected to do no one made us do it yeah, yeah. but a, a defeat isn't just and actually you know what a lot of the, the staff at the club feel that as well you know so that's why there's a bit of you know you sometimes if you have to go in on a, a Monday morning or you call them up on a Monday morning after a bad weekend you can almost feel the sort of everyone's gone in and gone oh, for sake you know another that's week to fun. go because we lost and, and like and Pyro, Pyro, Pyro like goes off at the away end at the yeah. Liverpool game yeah. and I'm like shit yeah yeah like honestly, yeah. if, if we have won I'm that game, everyone would have gone. Oh, credit to Liverpool fans for letting off a smoke You're bomb. You're constantly watching the crowd. You're watching what the stewards are doing. Everything. Sorry, what was that? The Spurs? I didn't see this. Uh, Liverpool end. The Liverpool end. Yeah, yeah, smoke bomb flare. So what, what's why do you care about that? Uh, because that's obviously breach. That's security. But what's he got to do with Tottenham? Be, well, because we get the yeah, complaints yeah. about it yeah. for a start. So that we wouldn't be able to take a smoke bomb in, and no one can. So as he got in with Spurs, what happened to the guy let off a smoke bomb? I don't know. They haven't come back to us yet. Because it's quite difficult on Earth. They've got some stupid idiots in their fan base, Liverpool, haven't they? They but seem to let off a smoke bomb every time. That's a three-year yeah, ban. You could even do for time. You can do time you for it. You have to give. Do you remember there was the row years ago when Dortmund came? I think it was when we were in the Europa yeah, League, and they, they had that massive kind of had all the flags and drums and everything. And there's all these complaints about why do we never do that at Spurs? Well, you know what? They got themselves organised and they did it. And I mean, you've been involved in this stuff as well, Flev, haven't you? In terms of trying to get flags and what yeah, they said nothing longer than the meter. Yeah, because it's an object of. Um, could be used as a dart or some yeah. shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm well, well past complaining about that sort of shit. You know? I don't. Well, no, that, that's the problem. I'm never going to take a stick in. It takes the magic out of it a little bit because it makes it mean much more know, than it should do. Do you know? There was that moment. There was a moment where I realised that European ultras culture, which the, when we did the 1882 movement, was not inspired by that, but it was like they love their football. They yeah. love their football. It looks great, and we want to replicate something of that at 1882. But really, it was about just singing at football matches yeah. and then Dortmund came and I looked at them and I was like they scored and it was like there was no volume there was no increase there was no explosion yeah. orchestrated, it? it was orchestrated and then they were flying this flag with a marijuana leaf on it and I was looking and I was like that's actually pretty cringeworthy yeah, yeah. from my yeah. perspective yeah, yeah. and at that point I thought I'm not sure if this is no I mean in fairness in the you know a few years ago we were Involved in surfing flags, surfing details, surfing handkerchiefs, flag displays, all the rest of it, because that's what a section of the fan base and a section of our members wanted. Mm. We were happy to facilitate it, but I think both me and Martin are now of the opinion that, like, look, if someone else wants to do that, crack, crack on. on. Yeah, what yeah. we do at Tottenham, we sing, mate. <laughs> if you want yeah. to bring your own flags, that's fine. Your point is right that I think that there is a there is a view among a lot of the you know what is it call it the hardcore traditional sport where it is that what we do is sing. we sing. You know we don't we don't do all this kind of orchestra. But we don't. Flag display, the, the, we the, which is which is where which where, is where doing the 1882 thing came from is the fact that we weren't singing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we weren't. It was quiet, and we did it's get a lot. Shit, we've got shoes, wasn't it, mate? Yeah. Well, that 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 was that was the shoes. She wearing tosses. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, wearing yeah, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. Wearing hipsters. <laughs> uh, which is, do you know what? In hindsight, fair enough. I don't, I don't have any it's issue. Almost with it. like you can't please little people all the time. You can't. You uh, can't. Yeah, no, it was, that's fine. That's fine. We had a great, the greatest moment in my, the greatest experience I've ever had watching Spurs was that 1882 uh, Arsenal versus Spurs at Underhill. It was incredible. It was, it was such. It was a throwback to. I felt like I was eight years old on the terrace again. It was. Great. I so wish you could the, do it. Again. So did the forty-somethings in the back of the stand as well. Exactly. As if he was up there. Yeah, there were loads of, of my dad. Bloggers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, uh, that's it for. Thank you guys for for um, for coming down uh, once again because it's fuck all to talk about on the uh, international break, and that's not the reason why. And you're that's here. why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, if there's anyone that can talk about fuck all well, it's the sexy pirate and the cab driver. Every single time you guys come on, we get a really good reaction. So. Thanks for that. And um, well, thank you for giving us the platform. We do appreciate yeah. it. Thank well, you. you. Guys and good do. luck with all that you're doing as well. So. well you, yeah. Cheers. You, you guys do good work. So why not? Why not do it? All right. Uh, so uh, if you want to join the trust, we should do this, shouldn't we? Yeah. We should want to join the trust. There's 30 percent of people still listen to this part of the pod. Oh, there really? 30 percent. Is that statistical? Yeah. It's what we, yeah, we look in the back end and we know that oh, the, we're talking about this over long. back end, mate. Look, you could, <laughs> I mean, you could talk about your back end right now and they will still listen, still be with so, you. So, um, if you want to go to www.thstofficial.com forward slash membership, mm. all the details are there. So, so you can sign up, become a member. Sign up. It's if you want to help support us financially, because we obviously do need funds to run the organisation. Then it's ten pounds a year for adults and five pounds a year for concessions. If you just want to lend some support to our numbers, because you kind of like what we're doing, you can be an associate member for free. How many? How many associate members you got? Oh God. Tens We've got about 11,000 members in total. Yeah. Obviously, the majority are associates. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> as you would imagine. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Uh, what, £10 a year. It's like, so we're thinking about like introducing some month. kind of loyalty yeah. point scheme as well. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The fact, like, if, you're, if you're genuinely concerned or you have issues around Spurs, all the, if every single person who complained to, tw- uh, to, to your Twitter account became oh, an yeah. associate member, you'd be so much more powerful. All right. Would, and I mean, again, one of the, the other bit of the advert is that one of the things we do, and you won't think this because I know most of this comes down to you, but we, we do do a lot of individual casework. So fans having problems with things like stewarding experiences they've had at a game, putting yep. for a ticket in or whatever. We're dealing with a couple of live cases at the moment, obviously, that we can't talk about. But if you get in trouble, um, we do a lot of work as well with Amanda Jackson, the Football Sports Federation. Who Love Amanda, yeah. Show, and she's, she's done some really good stuff as well. But if you get in trouble at the game, Get in touch with us, and if we can help you out, you know we've got access to legal. Do you do you help people that that. are blatantly like guilty? Well, we 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 don't know whether they're guilty or not when they first get in touch. So what we have to do is say, okay, tell us what's happened, and then we have to make a judgment call, don't we? We, we, Sometimes people try it on. Most of the time, people don't. We'd always always advise them to be straight with us because we can only represent them if they're straight with us. Yeah, and there's a lot. You will get found out in the end, and you will get found out. Yeah. Do you know what? I um I got kicked out of a game at Spurs. Did you once? Yeah, yeah. What happened? It was during a four-nil drubbing of Middlesbrough. Okay. Uh, Aaron Lennon scored. Was this a few years ago? The, yeah, I mean it was two thousand six, two thousand. Oh gosh. And I, uh, yeah, it's fine. The I, I was having a beer. I brought in. I always used to sneak beer in. Always, and we, we'd drink it. Me and my mates at the time, we'd just have a beer in front of the pitch. Not a problem. That wasn't an issue. <laughs> and did you know there's a steward? You'll know who he is. Um, you'll know him because he's kind of infamous. At what Art Laney was. I know what you mean already. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Uh, so you don't have to say anything. No. But, but on record, he's a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah. But he has <laughs> he has re- re- really thick glasses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you know yeah. him. He's a, he's a dick. He's the, he's the he's one. The that one. Got, he got me. Did you get a ban or anything? Yeah. Well, this is what happened. So I I I, I saw his hand come out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, a fellow fan wants would like some drink. He's maybe. Oh no. He, he's maybe a little bit parched. So I give him my can of beer. I look up and this fucking bespeckled face was looking at me, and I was like, "Shit, no, not for you. This is not. This is not for you." And I put it down. And God bless the Spurs fans; they just pass the beer along. Just, I love that. I know it's incredible. Anyway, the coppers come. The coppers come up the, uh, up the stand, and I was, I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck the police." 
Like, I'm, I ain't moving. No. I'm at Spurs. I'm, I'm not moving. And then one of the policemen gave me the eyes, and I was all right. I better go now. So um, I walked over to him, and they literally had me, like four of them around me. Going, well, what's your name? I ain't fucking telling you my name. You're going to take my membership of me. They looked at my pockets. Obviously, my membership card's there. I was all right. My name's Gareth Lavell. And uh, I've got a free... Uh, they kicked me out for a being foul and abusive to a steward. What? Well, you, well, the thing is, they couldn't prove because they couldn't find a beer. Oh, right. So they had okay, to kick okay, me out okay. for something. So it was foul and abusive to a steward, which I hadn't been. No. I, I didn't see the guy again. No. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, he kicked, they, they, they kicked me out, removed me, took my membership card. They got a message from the club saying, you've got a free game ban. Yeah. I messaged back saying I wasn't foul and abusive. It's ridiculous. And then they sent it back and said, all right, no worries. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and they got out of it. Uh, but yeah, that guy was like, he was really, especially well, militantly. It, it, it can be down to like, you know, if you'd have got like a 10 game ban or something, you got in touch with us, we'd say, like, all right, you know, you were guilty, right? You're bound to rights, but that's a bit excessive. And we'd go back to the club and we'd argue your case. And, uh, and the club are, do they well, listen? In your case, we said, yeah, 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 get rid of him, get him out. I mean, I've been hipster. I am a student of Amanda Jacks, basically. We just said how amazing she is. Yes, she is. So she kind of schooled me in all this um, what really annoys me is when fans come to me and they have an indefinite ban I, I don't see how that can be right on well, short any of, short of nearly killing someone well yeah I mean what, what, give me an example what, of what an indefinite ban well you're, you're basically you're, you're, your season ticket is removed indefinitely and, so, and what might you have done uh, uh, touting normally that's probably the biggest one so being part of a touting racket, selling on a buffet value. But if you're genuinely part of a touting racket, stuff. then that's pretty bad. What, 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 really what, bad. We, what we've said to the club <laughs> yeah. for years is that, they, that we want them to publish a, a tariff. So that, you know, if you, this yes. is the crime, this is the punishment as well, because that's part of the problem as well. So, well, you know, what, what is an indefinite ban? And then they're like, what does it mean and what do you get it for? And then well. they say, but every crime's different. It's like, yeah, well, I'm sure that, like, you know, criminally, every crime's different as well, but yeah. it's still money yeah. well, and, 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 and like, exactly. murder somebody. Or yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or what the fuck is it? Minimum tariff. And our club is literally been, has been, for the last four years or whatever, it's been touting, legally touting. Oh, with StubHub. Yeah, with StubHub. Yeah, it's ended so now, f- but... No, I know it's no, ended. I know, I know. It's ended, but it hasn't been forgotten. We actually, in fairness, we've got a pretty good track record on casework. And also, that I think the club knows that we don't take the piss as well. So, no. And, you know, so we say to the fans, be honest, and we can get you something sorted out if you're honest, but don't take the piss out of us. We won't go to the club and take the piss and say that everyone's innocent or everyone's this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing that really drives, I know Amanda, but, but also Kat as well on this, and, and all of us really in this, is that, that a lot of football fans have got the opinion that you should expect to be treated badly when yeah. you go to the game yeah. and actually no you shouldn't you've got the same rights as everybody else and of course you've got responsibilities too everyone's got that but too many people just accept what they get at the game uh, we've actually got a pretty good setup, or we did have a couple I'm sure that will be good at the new stadium the stewarding operation the safety people the good people it was really one where there was a lot of common sense applied as well I remember I remember at Slavia Prague in 2006 and there was like literally riot police just lined up and I'm, <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting there and, and now I look back at it and go that was ridiculous you know we're just a group of well, men that, when you and go women. to some of the games abroad as well and there's still an issue with get treated as an English club fan but when yeah. you go and see some of the policing operations abroad it's just I know, I mean, there's problems over here but that is nothing in yeah. I know you guys had a, an absolute nightmare in that Dortmund game yeah 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 I, yeah. I know you did but that was one of the times I thought from my perspective, I was genuinely, uh, I was worried that I was going to get hurt. I had yeah, my, yeah. my family around well, me and my dad. And, and, and the reaction from the Spurs fans wasn't 
acceptance. It was fucking fury. Yes. But, and we could do two yes. things there because because we were on the spot, we could actually try and do, get some practical help and try and defuse the situation. And again, credit to the club board on this. The club board got in touch with their counterparts and said, you've got to go and sort this out. Yeah. But then when the narrative started that it was trouble caused by English football fans, we were able to do a lot of press work. And say, yeah. oh, we were in there. It was bollocks. A little bit like Claire Tomlinson did all those years ago Absolutely. in the famous game at Seville, went on Sky and said, no, the Spurs fans haven't started this, this is what happened. Right, police attacked some of the disabled even fans. Then, it all got even I was at that game as well, the Sevilla game. And just, just quickly, if people don't know, that at Dortmund game there was a, there was a huge crush for the game there was no turnstiles open Spurs fans were arriving problems at, at the gates there was problems at the gates and the, and the stewards had been instructed by the club or the police not to open the gates it got to the point where we were getting seriously crushed uh, the, the gates opened and Spurs fans in their fury took it out on some of the stewards oh but in the meantime it, they kettled and pepper sprayed as well yeah all, the, to make it all that stuff yeah. uh, and then at Sevilla and most people will know but some might not um, we inexplicably targeted by the civil, is it civil guard out there? Yeah. Guardia Civil um, yeah. so which is again even at the time I was like this is this is what happens but they, I, I chose to come here in the city as well so yeah you know that's the thing but yeah there, there was there was an issue at that uh, at that game okay alright well that's it um, like I say if you have any issue at Spurs or, or you, you're interested in the betterment of football fandom at Tottenham um, then become an associate member or a full member of the trust. Which one are you going to be, Flav? Uh, um, but if you get me in with Daniel Levy, <laughs> then I'll become a double. Amazing. Double. We got one of the, I think the only person he's done a straight interview with was was that was that was it was the radio and DJ a couple of years ago. Yeah, what's the yeah, story? yeah. So you just model your interview style on that, and you'll be fine. I'm not right? sure. I'm not sure that's going to work. No, not really. And, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. We're the problem, really. Yeah, I think I'm surprised the Spurs show wouldn't, ha- haven't got some access to it. Because Spurs shows, I mean, it's... To, to, to be fair, it's very difficult for any media to get access to yeah. it. Like Daniel Levy, he because of what we were saying earlier, that yeah, they don't think that actually going out there and saying things is particularly worth it. Because if they say it's stuff, not then they're going to get pulled on it. All jokes aside, it's absolutely not worth it. It's not worth it. But I just think if you're the chairman of a... Premier League football club, then you need to go there sometimes. But just, just if, just you know, I know, I know I'm talking like 0.5%, but if, just if someone at the Spurs is listening to this, and I'm sure they will because you guys are on it, like, it'll be good, it'll be fine, I won't be a dick. Okay. I won't be a dick. Just tell, tell him that. You won't ask him about salivating animals to land. Absolutely animals. not. It'll purely be about why he hasn't got a fucking stadium open. <laughs> <laughs> or sleeve sponsorship. Well, cut out for, um, you know, yeah, yeah, the beer. The ground, oh, I, got, I got it back. All right, cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? 
Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.